0: Today's episode of The Wretched Hive is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash hive. That's H-I-V-E. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, your Android, your Kindle, or MP3 player. Thanks for listening. Welcome to
1: the Wretched Hive podcast.
0: I got a bad feeling about this. Moss Isley spaceport. What are you talking about?
2: we will never find the more Wretched Hive with scum and villainy. This is ridiculous. We must be cautious.
1: Actually, we're just a bunch of guys talking about Star Wars and other stuff.
3: I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. That's good news.
1: Like the sound of that. <laughs> <laughs> that intro gets me every time. Um guys, JJ Abrams I don't Abrams, know what to get to JJ Abrams is addressing angry Star Wars fans, guys. Are there angry what? Star Wars fans out there? Yeah, he's addressing Scott. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs>
3: that's, I was going to say, he's talking to a lot of people then.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. And, and what's Scott over there, being a drain dick. We're going to tell you all about his interactions with Scott because you have found the Wretched Hive podcast for Friday, September 6th, 2019, episode 95 of the show. My name is Steve Baldwin and the entire hive has joined me tonight. Let's start it off. As always, with the Wookiee co-pilot, Greg Lent. Stevie Bluto Blutowski, I'm so happy to
4: be here. I'm so glad that everybody has joined us tonight, and I'm so glad to be back from my first
1: trip to Batuu, guys. Batuu, I said. You got some Galaxy great pictures. pictures. You I took some got great to pictures, man. Those were awesome shots you and uh, you and the wife took there.
4: Myself and the wife, we took the day after uh, the day after Labor Day. It was a quiet day at Disneyland, crowded at uh, Galaxy's Edge, but quiet the rest of the park, which has kind of been the theme of the summer from what I hear at Disneyland this year. But uh, it was a welcome change from the masses and masses of teeming people that usually are there when we go. Did you happen to see Bob Iger? Bob Iger. Of course I did. He was greeting people as we went into the park. He said, please, please, come in, come in. I am Bob Iger.
5: He was selling popcorn. Selling popcorn, <laughs> no. churros,
4: handing out churros and turkey legs to anybody who wanted oh, one. My God.
5: Sleeping bags and pillows for everybody who fell asleep listening to him talk.
4: I did, <laughs> did, no lie guys, completely fall asleep on It's a Small World. Also,
1: on the show tonight, I'm so glad to welcome this this man back on the hive. He is a lifelong Star Wars fan! Scott! Ivanski.
0: Oh my god, Steve, I am so happy to be back, but I have a huge announcement I have to make real quick. Mm. I have a new job. Okay, what? I haven't, I haven't told anyone this. Okay. I took on the position of co-pilot for the Millennium Falcon. Wait a minute. At ba- Batu Batu? <laughs> so, <laughs> I, yes, y- you, you went to
1: Batu as well?
0: I did. Okay. And they even gave me a special title. It's called Captain Big oh. Fucking Dick. Right. Wow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, well, That was confirmed It was
0: True that Four people have confirmed that so far <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, that's true So uh, I'm excited to talk to Greg tonight about uh, his trip His experience, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah. So did you happen to see the captain of the Millennial Falcon when you were there? I think On I the did On the Millennium Falcon and, and we have a special guest, I think he's here tonight He's here tonight, joining us live from North Orange no, well actually sorry north San Diego county yes he's the wow. captain of the Anthony Z! Daniels and c 3 KO.
5: motherfucker Nico Rodriguez God Nico mm. that was can't my fault get, sorry can't even get your own <laughs> intro right on behalf of other people sorry buddy God sorry, Nico I, yeah yeah standard issue mm. We're having all sorts of technical difficulties tonight, you know. It's too bad that we don't have some sort of tech assistant on the show Mm -hmm. to help people with that. Yeah. Well, you can always trust a millennial to help. (laughs) Yeah, until you piss him off, and then they just let you (laughs) flounder and fail and (laughs) laugh. That's a great point. Screw
4: you guys, man. You don't appreciate my help.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, isn't that every day? Talking about not appreciating his help. And finally...
4: We meet again you logger-headed tickle-brained pumpkin. <laughs> what? We have. Well, that's the sound your mother made last night.
3: <laughs>
1: Dave!
3: One's a sick duck. I can't remember how it ends, but your mother's a whore. <laughs> uh... <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: oh, she was nushing it all right. Call him. We we can't keep
4: playing if you don't let go of the pickle. That's what your mother said last night.
1: <laughs> Harry, I'll take. I have a hard on for six hundred. Oh God, Potter. I'll take catch the seaman for eight hundred. <laughs> I think I, I think I cut you short there. Dave, sorry about that. You did. You skipped a bunch. <laughs> I was. You drew. You distracted me. <laughs> I was distracted. Uh, oh my God! That's one of that. my
3: favorites. I just love those skits so very much.
1: <laughs> I'll take
4: anal bum cover for 7000 dollars.
5: <laughs> <laughs> To be honest, I don't know how those lines haven't made it on a Dave intro before. How did we go, yeah. like, three years without that so far?
1: Yeah, Dave, Dave throws um, the... it. your mother, Trebek, at least every other show. I know. It's like, a, it, yeah. Oh, God. So, thank you, Greg. That and I screwed it that,
3: up, too. That Damn touched it. me in my special place. Absolutely. Mm. Not in an inappropriate mm. way. Uh, mm. At least not a way you'd get charged in any court of law. Uh, but, hey, good afternoon good morning good evening to you wherever whenever however you are listening to us thank you Stevie B my favorite rebel scum for the intro as always we are five by five tonight that's exciting we were four by four just a couple of days ago at a secret uh, rendezvous at the Baldwin cottage
1: mm-hmm. one of
3: those rare moments where four of us were able to get together and spend a little spend a little quality time
1: that was a good time yes Nico yes. made a surprise he- guest appearance. I actually made it to a, a live event with the
5: Hive. Surprised wow. your parents and showed up. A rare appearance. Awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
5: You guys all live pretty close to each other. I'm the I'm the far away one. So. Yeah. No, that was great to have you, man. It was fun. So, Steve, have you had a chance to uh, you, uh, try the Blind
1: Pig yet? I did. So, so, so I'm a big fan of um, Russian River Brewery up there in Santa Rosa, California. And uh, Dave somehow was able to procure a a few bottles of Blind Pig, which is one of their really good beers. Um, yeah, thank you for that. I had one last night. Delicious, absolutely beautiful. Thank Excellent. you so much for that. I want I
3: wanted to get the review on air because maybe I'm thinking there's a sponsorship opportunity here.
1: Mm. Hoppy, not hoppy. Russian River is great, but they pale in comparison to the best beer in Southern California over at Timeless Pints Brewery in Lakewood, California. They are our ultimate... They are
3: always our our hometown favorite, certainly, but I'm just acknowledging that there are people who don't live in Southern California who listen to the podcast, and we we should try to plug some other things when we can as well.
1: No, Russian River is serious, high-quality stuff. That blind pig is great. They also make, uh, I think they're most famous for Pliny the Elder.
0: I was going to say, isn't that where that yeah, comes that's from? The,
1: that's where Pliny yeah. comes from. And the extremely rare
0: Pliny the the, Pliny young, the Younger. The Younger. The Younger. Yeah, yeah, they
1: brew it like two weeks a year. Yeah. Usually, so, usually in January. So it's, uh, I think so. Some good stuff. Yeah, yeah. I've never tried it because I've never been up there and I don't think they yeah. bottle it. No, no, you
3: literally they, have to be in the town for those two weeks if you want to drink that.
1: They, I which thought they stop.
0: held events because there was one in Irvine a few years back where that happened, and I thought that was it was within that two week period. Or is it only at the facility?
1: I think they brew it there on at the facility, and it's only available two weeks a year. And people make it. It's like a pilgrimage yeah. up to Russian River. Okay. Yeah,
0: I'll, I'll look into
1: what was which going on. is just a hop, skip, and a jump away from the the largest privately owned Star Wars collection in the world there at Rancho Obi-Wan. It's just about, what, about an hour away from Santa Rosa, Dave? Yeah, about, about an hour. Yeah. So well worth a trip up there to Rancho and then shoot over to Santa Rosa and have yourself some Russian River. Good stuff. Just What's over an hour
5: away for? sounds a little further than a hop, skip, and a jump. I'd call that maybe a hop, skip, a jump, a leap, and a twirl. All right. Fair enough. It's
1: right. It's not right next door, but it's close. It's a lot closer than we are here in Southern California.
2: It's in the See. neighborhood.
1: All right. Well, if you've ever been to Russian River Brewery and enjoyed a Pliny the Elder or any of their delicious beers, call us and let us know what you thought of them on the Wretched Hive Hotline. That's 562-455-4483. That's 562 455 hive that's spelled H I V E.
3: In case you can't spell hive.
1: You're goddamn right. And you can also find us online at thewretchedhive.net on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash wretchedhivepodcast. We love you, Facebook. <laughs> That's hot. And uh, you can also find us on Twitter it's at wretchedhivepod, on Instagram at wretchedhive77. You can email us to show at net, find our app in the Apple App Store, and look us up on Google Podcasts, on Stitcher, and of course, the best way to listen and review the show is on Apple Podcasts. Now, before we get to the news, guys, we had a couple of Hive hosts recently attend Disneyland, well, don't really attend Disneyland. I guess you visit Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not like it's a lecture. Um, uh Greg and Scott both independently on their own, separately on different days, even went to Galaxy's Edge, and so we. I I want to get your hot takes uh, on on Galaxy's Edge, and Scott, I think I'll start with you. Okay. What What was your just immediate impression of Galaxy's
5: Edge? What What do you All remember right, wait, most? Wait. Hold on. Okay. For the record, Scott. Steve going, I'm going to let where, you go in. I'm out. I'm gonna let are you, you, jump, go, are
0: I'm you
5: gonna jumping jump in? You're going to jump in on in Scott? Okay. He always does. Did anybody else? No, I always does? Yeah. All right. Well, put a marker up, Steve. It's the first one of the night. Fuck you, Scott. Sure. Um, <laughs> did anybody else notice that Scott was wearing glasses over his glasses and then he pulled one pair of glasses off to adjust his second pair of glasses?
4: Ne- Nico, in defense of Scott, that's what happens when you get old. So mm. just fuck right off with that. Yeah. Oh man, I love Greg <laughs> there you tonight.
5: Go. Greg, was, it,
0: <laughs> I was going to suggest it was even an though Greg's backhandedly, he's making up for all Greg's the fucking dicks back-handedly I got from the last show. But I want to say that I'm going first because Steve pointed it out. I would got a special title for not being here because I was actually
1: attending, attending. Galaxy's Edge. Well, we were all kind of upset because you got to go to Galaxy's Edge while we had to sit here and do a podcast. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry for the people that have gone (laughs) how many times now? Multiple times to Galaxy's Edge? All right.
4: Um, So is that where you were last week? I didn't know that. Is that where you were? Yes. Oh, you should have said something. I, my. (laughs)
0: <laughs> all right, so, <laughs> so wait. Let's get back to my question. You know, I, I got to interject one more time okay. because all the beer aficionados on here, you didn't let me finish something. Okay. You are wrong. Pliny the Younger, I said a few years ago, okay. had a special five-gallon keg that was tapped in Irvine, mm-hmm. California, oh. and people waited days in, in advance for this
1: thing. Okay, and uh, and, and yeah, okay. You guys are all excited about that. Got it. All right. Okay. Thank you for just stopping the show, grinding it to a dead halt to to tell me that I was wrong about something. Russian
0: river brewing people have to know this stuff. This is like, this is a, come on. Fair enough. That's our second podcast. It's all about beer. Fair enough. So, (laughs) well,
4: I'm going to have to to step in here and just say that, that Scott is wrong about Steve being wrong about Scott being wrong (laughs) because it actually is brewed in May next to Irvine in Foothill Ranch, just so we're what? all clear exactly what's going on.
3: Mm. What? You know, I was listening to an older episode of The Wretched Hive earlier this week, just to catch up. Was it and more I was entertaining amazed. than this? Well, no, I was just going to say, I was actually amazed that there was a point in the podcast where Scott had to try to get the conversation back on track, and I, I don't think that that's
1: ever happened before. I just wanted to pause to appreciate that. Oh man, now Dave's jumping the in. The derail on this. king. Okay, let's go. So, Scott, <laughs> you went to Galaxy's Edge and visited Batuu. What was your impression as you think back? Now, listen to my question carefully, Scott. <laughs> I'm asking you a question. <laughs> Fix it <laughs> in post. All right. When you, what is your lasting memory when you think back of your first time? To Galaxy's Edge, which was just last week, what is the first thing that comes to your mind? Well, oh man, there were a
0: million things that actually came through and just like just blew my mind. I will say though, the lasting memory that I I will always have is I came there. So there are three entrances and exits into Galaxy's Edge. I came into the one uh, closest to Fantasyland. So you kind of come through this little gate and you kind of do this little bend. You'll see uh, Kylo's ship right there. Mm-hmm. All beautiful, loved it, amazing, goosebumps and all that stuff. It wasn't until I turned the corner and you see this first vision of the side of the Falcon. You're just seeing the cockpit and kind of the front, what what do they call that? Like the, man, like mand- the front mandible? Mandible, yeah. yeah. And, uh, oh my God, it, it was almost a stop and like your knees are getting weak and you're kind of getting shaky and all that. And it was just awesome. Mm. Plus it was a Monday night. The park was dead. I almost had the whole thing to myself and it was shockingly awesome. Like I just stood there and I didn't have a million people in front of me. I just had the Falcon.
1: That's that's awesome. Greg, yeah. What 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 is your, if you had to pull one memory, one lasting memory, when you think back to your first time there, what what comes to mind for you? I you know it's it's difficult to say. It is it is difficult to say.
4: I was I was tr- kind of trying to come up with something corny there, but you know it's, it's Scott put it very well, very succinctly. Because as you walk in, you're like, wow, this is really cool, and you're impressed with everything that's going on in the actual world that they've created there. Yeah. Um, but as soon as you turn that corner, and you start to see the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon and you know what's coming because you recognize it immediately. Everything kind of just leaves and, and you just, you kind of slow down to take those steps to, for the reveal of the ship. And it's really, it's genius how it is a reveal of the ship as you come around that yeah. corner. Cause it all kind of appears, you know, just a little piece at a time. And, they do a really good job and, may, and maybe it's the people who are there people do a really good job of leaving that area clear because that was by far and it wasn't crowded I was just there yesterday and it, and it wasn't crowded for me at all throughout the day it, and, and that particular area was the most crowded part of the park but people do a really good job clearing out that whole area around the falcon so people can get photos and whatnot and just get really good, clear, unobstructed pictures. There's a lot of people that are still there, but that area people kind of steer clear from because what I ended up doing is I was kind of sitting down off to the side and watching people come in. And everybody has the same reaction, and it's mm. just, wow, you know, and that's kind of – that's the feeling is is once you see that it's, it's such a great – you know, showpiece for the park and and the land itself and that it just, you know, it's it's everything that a kid who grew up watching Star Wars, you know, what's it look like in real life and now you've seen it and you're like, wow, it's everything that it was cracked up to be. Yeah.
0: It it really is. And I wanna I want to give an extra shout out to the people that did the sound design in this park. It is phenomenal. You will walk through there and you don't feel like you're on earth anymore you are in this spaceport there are moments where TIE fighters are flying over Uh, they have the effects done in a way that if you're looking around looking for ships flying over you at all times and then there's a part where you're walking through kind of the resistance area and there's another section where you're just kind of like in a foresty area around there and there's things moving through the like the shrubbery outside of outside of sight like just out of sight behind all these bushes and well-placed like objects and constantly feeling like there's things living and breathing around you Mm. ships flying over creatures eating in the woods behind you and you hear stomping you hear crunching on things you're freaked out at some point because you think they're like right there um other things that are happening that you have the the uh interaction with the people and then there's the whole concept of the the whole damn land is
1: interactive um Right through the Disney Play app. Yes, yes, and just, so were you unlocking doors and and yep. and uh, interacting with droids and, and yeah, right. we
0: we ended up hacking the Falcon, a bunch of doors that were kind of in the shop area, and then um, oh, what was it? Oh, I think it's Poe's X-wing. Somebody's X-wing mm-hmm. is out mm-hmm. over by mm-hmm. the Resistance area. You can oh, and an A-wing. There's an awesome A-Wing just sitting there. You can turn everything on. It does different things for each time you use the app. So it's never the exact same experience, which made it even more fascinating.
1: Greg, did you feel like you were isolated from the rest of the park? I mean, that's one one theme that sort of is, is, has risen is that it really feels like it's the immersive nature of the park. Did you feel like you were separated from the rest of Disneyland?
4: You really do because yeah. – you know they they built up the park around this land and this is the only place where it's kind of like this and i think you guys actually made mention of it when you and dave talked about your guys first experience there is that the rest of the park is hidden from you when you're inside galaxy's edge there and like scott said because of the way they piped in the sound you can hear the ships you can hear animals you can hear all kinds of things you don't hear anything from the rest of the park and it's a really unique experience because the rest of Disneyland, you walk around and you you it feels like you're in amusement in an amusement park. Okay, you now I'm in Tomorrowland and there's that ride and that ride and that ride. And okay, now I'm on Main Street and I know this shop and this shop and this shop and Frontierland is the same way. And it's all it's all you know, Disneyland is great. It's the happiest place on earth, but it's all it all feels like an amusement park. This doesn't feel like an amusement park. It feels like a, a, a intergalactic, you know, hub where there's actual things and activities going on. The 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 smuggler's run ride is well hidden behind the Millennium Falcon. There's no like visible clue of where the line is or anything like that until you actually go up to it. Uh, the bars and the you know the the shops all look like a bazaar. The 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 bar Uga's Cantina, you know, it's it it just looks like a nondescript building that's there that's that's the most amazing thing yeah of it. it's just the way they've designed it to feel like an actual place you know i think that they they looked at what was going on at universal studios and and the the wizarding world of harry potter that's there and they said we can do better mm-hmm. and it was a tall task but they did better oh they did
0: I want to add on to Greg's comments about that because it's not just the feeling inside the park, which we both kind of touched on here, Greg more so than I did, and I think he did a fantastic job. It's going into it. You're in Disneyland. There's no way around that you're going to go from the big mouse house into another land in in a galaxy far, far away. It's the way that they bridged each one of the tunnels you go into. One, You're walking right in from like behind... um, Oh, what is the ride there? Uh, uh, the, um, a Thunder Mountain. Big Thunder Mountain. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So right when you're walking in, you still feel like you're in that kind of country land feel. There's a, there's a wagon there. There's a couple things. You feel like you're in this desert environment. But as you walk to the tunnel, things start to change. And it's this perfect blending of you walking through the tunnel, which still has this Old West wooden feel. And then suddenly you're in this kind of like Star Wars landscape where the woods still exists, but now you have these kind of cut pieces of slate and rock that blend in with it and you just suddenly turn a corner out of the tunnel and you're in a totally different world and you can look back and go back and kind of peek there you can see obviously through the tunnel but they do it in a way that you kind of are bending and moving around and you're suddenly taken away you're in a different galaxy it's like being at the movies the movies start you leave the theater and you're watching this two hour two hour and 15 minute movie and that's how the park felt that's how the 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 land felt to me
1: now did either one of you interact with any of the characters greg i'll let greg take this one i have a
0: different experience on this
4: uh just with a couple of stormtroopers not any major interactions they were you know ray was out there and chewbacca was out there and a a couple of uh imperial officers and lots of stormtroopers you know but they you know they they came up the stormtroopers came up to us and that was, you know, that's not that was a thing I was looking to do was to interact. I wanna you know, I I'm more of an observer for that kind of stuff anyway.
1: Right, right. I don't
4: play I don't play along with the with the characters very well, so I'm not I'm not the target audience for that.
1: <laughs> right. So, I have a different experience. <laughs> and I think I saw a picture of you with with well, a, I have multiple. major Star Wars character.
0: Yes. So I did I did run into so when I was there, uh, the first order had no presence. There was no Kylo. There were no stormtroopers, nobody at all in the town, in, in Batu. However, when I left the town, uh, the resistance area was very free. F- like, people were walking around. There was no hiding, no running. I hear that there's stories of the the troopers will be tr- chasing resistance people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I turn the corner, and sure enough, Ray is walking up to me, and I'm just like, this is awesome. And the funny thing about this story and Greg's is we both wore the same shirt, to both of our separate (laughs) times so his photos I started laughing because I'm like I have the same shirt on and I just loved it but Ray came up and in a wonderful British voice Mm -hmm. um,
1: cute as a button
0: cute as a button really Mm -hmm. did look like Daisy Mm
2: -hmm.
0: um, starts talking to me and she's like I'm so glad you're part of the resistance and I'm like well how did you know and she goes you wear our shirt I'm like oh my god you're totally in character and she went along with it and she's like these are my people. I'm taking over here. And here comes Chewie. And she's pointing at my shirt. And sure enough, Chewie comes walking up behind me. I'm like, oh my God. And the guy that's doing Chewie or whoever's in Chewie, fantastic. Yeah. He comes up right up behind me, puts his hand on my shoulder, points at Han on my shirt, and starts crying. And Aww. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> That's great. His head is now bent over, seven feet tall, on my shoulder, and he's just sobbing on me. And I'm like, Oh my God, what do I do?
1: <laughs> That's but, cool, you man. You
4: know, when I was there when I was there yesterday, it was it was ninety four degrees in Anaheim yesterday and I saw <sighs> Chewie walking around and I'm just like, You poor guy. <laughs> you poor, poor man <laughs> being Haver's yeah. Hall you are wearing 50 pounds of fur in 94-degree humid weather in Anaheim.
1: Oh. Yeah, yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, that, so did either one of you do, like, the lightsaber building experience or the droid building experience? Uh, no,
4: I, I, I'm a hard no on the droid building experience. Um, the lightsaber, you know, it's 200, and that's, that's the other thing that kills me is when you ask about anything, everything is talked about in credits. The lightsabers are 215 credits to, to acquire, yes um uh, i I don't know that I'm sold on that one I'm I, you know I think I they, they do have the shop with all the replica lightsabers and I think I would look more closely at those but mm-hmm. the experience of building your lightsaber does look kind of cool so maybe that's a thing in my future but no, I, I wasn't ready to do it yesterday
1: yeah yeah
4: I
0: might do it if it's a special thing I might take my son and we might just do it for the fun he still gets a kick out of the films he's old enough now that he's kind of like doing his own thing but i think that might be a fun thing um i went into the shop oh so i do have a special thing i'll try not to spoil it but there is a major major easter egg i told steve about this when i talked to him about being there right and i wanted to ask greg if he saw something that was not star wars related that's inside the inside the land
1: did we not talk about this on the show already
0: no, you something, and I talked about. We it. talked so, about it privately. Okay. Some, yeah. okay,
1: Something not
4: Star Wars related in just in the land or in a specific shop.
0: It's in a shop, but it's in the land, obviously. It, it, it's in the
1: Den of Antiquities the, shop. Yes. Yeah. Okay, just,
4: so that's where the, that's the store where they sell all the lightsabers. Which is sort of a hint
1: yes. in and of itself, isn't it? Yes. It, it it is. Is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll go check that out. Um, yeah.
4: Um, I'm I'm sure it's one of the because carr and I we're just stood around and looked at all the souvenirs that were in there and I'm sure it's one of those acquired souvenirs that are on the wall somewhere but no I don't know specifically what you're talking about. Okay.
0: Okay. Yeah, I will say this as a hint to anyone going you have to be in a certain location in the den of antiquities to see the specific
1: object. We may have talked about it when you and I interviewed Oh, Mark Morita from right. Rancho Obi Wan. Oh shoot! So it's in one of our recent episodes <laughs> oh, where we interviewed Mark, I totally forgot, uh, docent from from Rancho Obi Wan. That's when you and I were talking. i said, yes. like there was somebody else on the line. We were sitting across from each other. Yeah, yeah. Uh, All so right. We well, since
4: see- we've talked about it on the show, and I don't listen to our goddamn show, so why don't you guys tell me what it is? So I yeah, can you're gonna end, have to go back and listen to the interview. It's yeah. a good interview. That's go check you.
1: it out. <laughs> we'll tell you off the air, Greg. Yeah. Uh, well good I'm so glad you guys got to go and that we're just scratching the surface here there's so much to see and look at there and is. do at Galaxy's Edge and and I, I'm really really pleased that you guys went and we all need to go together So a we couple, need to plan a trip
0: we definitely do and I have a couple of up, updates because as we're talking about this Star Wars Galaxy's Edge just opened up in Florida
1: oh yeah it's a huge a ago, packed yeah. crowds.
0: so yeah wall to wall people it's massive over there and yeah. uh I have a friend who is also a client that I've worked with in my photography photography business right. uh, who lives there and works for Disney and has been kind of giving me a little bit of feedback, but I'm going to try and get something written up about their experience over mm. there, and I'll try and get it on the next show. Okay. Um, but they've been giving me some really cool things about what's happening over there with all of that and how okay. little differences, little things that they have kind of... Going on. There. If you
1: want to write it up, we can post it on a, as a blog too. Sure,
0: absolutely. Okay. Yeah, cool, I think I think my help.
4: brother is there. Well, my brother's in Florida right now, but I think he's going to uh, the Magic Kingdom. I think tomorrow. Nice. Um, he's been he's been spent a day at Epcot and a day at the Animal Kingdom, and I think he's doing the Magic Kingdom tomorrow. So I'll ask him for an update.
1: Also. Good stuff. Good, good, good stuff.
2: Excellent.
1: All right, guys. Well, let's go on. We got some news to cover.
2: Here we go. From ABC News World Headquarters, this is ABC World News Tonight.
1: No, it's not. It's Star Wars news with the Wretched Hive.
3: So be it.
1: Well, guys, we're getting closer and closer to the release, the official theatrical release of Star Wars episode... Of The Mandalorian? Nine. Well, that too. But right now we're talking about Star Wars Episode 9, The Rise of Skywalker Lands and Theaters. As the show airs on Friday, September 6th, we are 105 days away. So close to 100 days away from The Rise of Skywalker. And J.J. Abrams is starting to make the rounds. He uh, He has been talking to the major news media outlets about his experience making this movie. Uh, according to comicbook.com he says um, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker was the most challenging thing he's ever worked on and uh, this is from the guy that made Lost Ever Ever um, he says that uh, let's see he says, he says uh, you have to be grateful for them meaning the shows he's worked on because you don't want to be working on something nobody cares about Actually he's talking about the fans. He's addressing the fans directly that are angry fans with Star Wars. Fans that are angry at the Star Wars universe and maybe previous filmmakers, I don't know. Ryan. Ring a bell. But he says you gotta be is, grateful. Is Ryan
4: angry at people?
1: <laughs> well, people are angry at Ryan.
4: Oh, people angry at Ryan, okay.
1: The fans are he's saying you gotta be grateful for those fans because you don't wanna be working on something that nobody cares about. And you have to understand, they've got their opinions, and of course, you have to value them. You're never going to please everyone. Scott, you have to know <laughs> that going in. And you do the best you can. I'm nothing but thankful thankful as someone who considers myself a fan, and I can't wait for them, the fans, to see this film. So J.J. J. Abrams making the round, appeasing the angry fans, and being the wonderful... Ambassador, he is to the Star Wars universe. I like his approach. And I think it, and and I know
0: I'm going to get a lot of shit about this, Mm -hmm. but I have been the naysayer on the whole Last
1: Jedi thing. Are you coming around on The Last Jedi? Not at all. But I will
0: say this to be fair, I don't know how this whole thing ends. And there could be things that happen in Rise of Skywalker that clear up maybe some of those issues that I have.
1: Hmm. I think there's another Hyvian that has been maybe making that point for a few months. Yeah, I, I, David I, Potter. Whatever. Nearly two goddamn years. <laughs> Whatever. So he went on to say, the story that we're telling, the story that we started to conceive when we did The Force Awakens, was allowed to continue. You hearing what he's selling there, Scott? Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: Uh, episode 8 didn't really derail anything we were thinking about. But I will say that the fun of this movie is that these characters are all together on this adventure as a group. That's the thing I was most excited to see, the dynamic between these characters that these amazing actors play on this desperate seat-of-your-pants adventure. To me, that was the most fun, having the group back together.
0: Fair enough, but I'm going to say this. We talked about something probably six months to a year ago that was a little bit different. And I think what we're hearing now from J.J. is just what, he did, what you said earlier. He's kind of appeasing both sides on this. He's mm. making nice with something that was kind of brought out there. I don't think he was quoted, but I think there was a feeling of apprehension going into it on how he's going to
1: fix a lot of the issues. You may have been thinking about um, Mark Hamill who was, oh, I know he expressed was, a lot of apprehension about how the, the series was going to go. Absolutely not. I'm
0: Because I know the whole thing with Mark Hamill. This was J.J. coming in and there okay. were some talks about it. Maybe it was still rumors at this point that J.J. was going to have to work extra hard to try and fix some of the things that possibly didn't go the way they had it planned out. Now, those could have been rumors, but this is a good way of J.J. kind of saying, all is great. Okay. All is fine. We have ways of doing this. He doesn't have to... Say that I'm right as the one person who hates the last Jedi. He's just saying we have another movie to make, and there are ways that we can do this. Okay, it's, it's just it's just being a neutral guy and trying to appease a lot of different people. You can't please everybody, but at least you can make the attempt to say we're not done with this. We're going to finish this off, and I think you guys are going to be happy
5: with it. All right, and I'm good with it. To that. me, to me, it almost mm. sounds like there's a little bit of double speak in there. Mm. Like read back that yeah. quote again for Ooh. me. there's Steve. It didn't, it, it allowed it to continue and what?
1: I uh, closed the window. Give me a second. Oh, I can okay. find it here. But
5: so, so for me, it sounds like he's saying episode eight allowed it to continue and didn't derail the story. Now, he's not saying that episode eight furthered the story, that it developed anywhere where he was trying to go. He's just saying that episode eight didn't fuck up where I was trying to do with episode 7 and where I envisioned episode 9 being
1: okay here's the quote Nico he says that this is a reading from com. the story that we're telling the story that we started to conceive when we did The Force Awakens was allowed to continue episode 8 didn't really derail anything that we were thinking about
5: that's right, a direct
1: so- quote from J.J. J. Abrams <laughs>
5: didn't really derail anything. It was allowed to continue, but it wasn't furthered. It wasn't developed the way we wanted it to. Yeah. He's, you know, it's that's he's, he's not saying anything bad about episode 8, but he's not saying anything good about it either in there. He's not no, saying sir. that it did what he wanted it to do, that it went where he was envisioning when he started episode 7. He's just saying episode 8, you know, basically he's saying like, Yeah, you could take it or leave it. Maybe you could not watch it and watch episode seven and go straight into nine and you'll still figure out what I'm trying to tell Mm. with this story. Yeah. Mm.
0: Holy shit. I can't believe I'm about to say this, but I totally agree with Nico. And, (laughs) um, I'm going to, I'm going to add on what you're saying there, Nico, to me, that sounds like what Nico's saying is what I experienced a lot when I worked in a lot of different companies and corporations is called corporate speak. It's Mm. just tell. it's the same thing Bob Iger does, Mm. uh, You know, in his little uh, press releases and all that stuff, it's appeasing all
1: sides.
2: I like enthusiasm. Yeah, there you go. See, he does a little Bob for us. So that's all right. He does. does.
1: Um, All right. So, fair enough. So, uh, if you feel like you're going to get Scott, yeah, a balance between the dark side and the light side, and a final answer on the fate of the universe in Episode Nine. You may be disappointed according to Lucasfilm and uh, I can verify that yes this did come from Lucasfilm Did it come from Lucasfilm? <laughs> Lucasfilm and director so so this is the this is actually also at geektyrant.com. This is the official synopsis of episode 9 yeah from Lucasfilm. All right. Quote Lucasfilm and director JJ Abrams Join forces once again to take viewers on an epic journey to a galaxy far far away with Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker the riveting conclusion to this seminal Skywalker saga where new legends will be born and the final battle for freedom is yet to come Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker opens in US theaters on December 20th now
3: that is some corporate speak
1: yes Yep. Totally.
0: Um and since this was directed at me, Steve, I'm gonna bring this back up. <laughs> yes. Um yeah, that totally is corporate speaking. I mean, right but there.
1: listen to that. That's very clear. They're saying where new legends will be born. That's part one. Part kind two. Kinda of saw that already. And the final yeah. battle for freedom is yet to come.
0: Right, and we
2: it, know r- this
1: r- already. So You think that's crystal clear? <laughs> Hang on. I'm sorry, Scott. I wanna I wanna jump
3: back just for a second. Please. You think that is crystal clear? <laughs>
1: No, I mean to me that's sort of like is does that mean that at the end of the movie, the was, battle is yet to come, I or think does that mean currently? That 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 is the written equivalent
3: of a Rorschach test. It is whatever the <laughs> fuck you want it to be. That is, <laughs> yeah, yeah could, that is
4: vague if, booking if, right there. It, that it, is, they want they want to they, they want to appease the the last Jedi haters, and they want to say, and for the people who like the last Jedi and appreciate the last Jedi, they want to they want to not alienate them as well. It's it's you completely. Could, it is the milk toast of comments. <laughs> yeah. yes.
5: You could uh, you could make that apply to the Lord of the Rings. Third episode uh, third movie you know it could be with director fat man what's his name and frodo in an hey, epic that guy lost a lot of weight. All right, well, you know you know what i'm saying like that could be any sort of action mean. adventure film synopsis in an epic final battle conclusion of the story you won't want to miss what happens on the next episode of dragon ball z well, in yeah, a world where one man has one mission. Okay, so
1: the the whole point of this paragraph is to not give anything away. Right. But did yeah. they just give something away? Not at all. And how I do you Dave, how do you give think... that
2: a
5: Yeah. I'm confused. How do you call that a synopsis? That doesn't really yeah. Again, cover any sort of plot point at all. Right. It's vague booking.
0: Through a, a summary that's a press release But Dave I think the crystal clear Part on Steve's and, and, and if I'm speaking for you I apologize But let me just say this It's clear that they are not Having closure on this That's what I think That's what I got from you So they are clearly stating It's not from me it's from Lucasfilm Right it is from Lucasfilm it is, it's But oh, I'm oh just saying
5: yeah. Did it come from Lucasfilm <laughs>
0: But Did we, it come from Lucasfilm?
5: We already know that.
0: We already know that we saw the kid with the broom, which is the stupidest thing ever, but mm. it's out there. and it's
4: <laughs> In a world hey. where Ewoks exist, the kid with the broom is not... Yeah. It
0: was stupid, man. It was on Ewok hey. level. That's all I'm
3: saying. That, that... that kid is the next Kidditch superstar. I was going to say, you could put Hedwig's theme right
5: there. (laughs) Oh, somebody
0: re-edit that film. Um, Mm. But, yeah, so we already saw that. We saw the future. And then we see that So, what's confusing about that summary is that we know that it's going to be the conclusion of the Skywalker saga, which now is telling us that it's open to not just closing Skywalker's story out it's going to be something bigger that's going to move on and we already know that because they're going to be doing multiple
1: new films alright well let me let me ask you this Greg Lent who is the new legend that will be born
0: broom boy with Anthony Daniels as C3PO. <laughs> it could
1: be it could be it could be Creepio. <laughs> Come
2: on. The Creepio um, meme is the best out there. Have you seen it so strong? I
1: love the Creepio meme.
4: I don't I don't know. Do we get I, a new character who's introduced in this one that will be that will carry us in like is this the bridge to the next trilogy? Huh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't think so. I think I think it kind of ends here. I think they tell the story and and I think there's you know, they'll be I, I think we see a time jump. i I think we see a next generation that comes around mm. with the next set of movies. I don't think I don't think there's any one character in this one that's gonna break out and me. If anything, the young boy character will be the wizened old, you know mm. Jedi master in in the next trilogy that i think that's as close as you get is is you you won't see that guy fighting in his heyday for sure maybe in it in a series on disney plus but not in the, not in the trilogy of movies but yeah. greg
0: it is a connection and that's the point it's not just the end of this and something brand new is going to come along there is a connection and a bridge that that is the bridge I mean, that is why Ryan Johnson put that in there, is to show you that other people could have the Force and not be a Skywalker-connected something or
1: other. Are you suggesting that that kid is just purely sort of like a sideline character? He's not going to blossom into something that we're going to see on film or on TV. He's just like uh, it's just a nod to yes, the Force exists, and you don't have to be a Jedi to use it. Yeah,
4: I, yeah, not yeah. to step on Scott, but I, I don't, I, I, yeah, I think he's just symbolic. I don't think he's anybody of note at all. Yeah, I can no, almost... he's,
3: he's, the so- he's the softball player from the last episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> <laughs>
4: that reference means nothing to me.
2: Wow. And that yeah. makes me sad. <laughs> that
1: makes me sad. <laughs> I just did the courtesy also, laugh, Greg. I'm like, <laughs>
2: no, no.
0: I, I, I was wowing at Dave's reference, not, yeah. not Greg's yeah, comment. That, that was a deep cut for me. That was
5: that was a deep cut, and that was just for Scott. Oh, yeah, gonna,
0: man, I got that. Nice. Nice.
5: Yeah, don't worry. We all know that the two of you are the only Buffy buffs on the show. So,
0: On the show. Okay, we're good. Fair enough.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, look, the movie's coming. It's screaming down our release date highway now, and it's hundred about 105 days away. So you've got 105 days, guys, to read 10 Star Wars novels. Can you do it? Because <laughs> there's 10, according nope. to ScreenRant.com, <laughs> there's 10 Star Wars novels to read ahead of the release of The Rise of Skywalker. So... Uh, I know we've got uh, Dave, who's a fairly uh, uh, aggressive reader here. Um, I'm not sure the rest of us can keep up with with Dave's appetite for readers. Yeah, we'll save that to the end. Um, But here's the list of ScreenRant.com's 10 books that you should read before seeing The Rise of Skywalker. So number 10, Aftermath by our friend Chuck Wendig. Greg, what do you think about Chuck Wendig?
4: Uh, I've ne- haven't read uh-huh. any of his books, so I'm the wrong person to ask in this story here. So I don't. Right. I have nothing to ask about. I do follow him on Twitter, and he's you know he's very he's very opinionated. I guess he got fired from Star Wars because he is so opinionated. But yeah. you know, yeah. more power
1: to him. Fairly divisive, uh, character in the Star Wars world. Yeah, I know he yeah. can be.
3: Yeah.
2: Steve
1: yeah. and Dave read most of the the uh, books yeah, here. I Get around a little bit.
0: So I have read some uh, kind of like. Almost like Cliff Notes about the aftermath series. So yeah. yes, I, I totally agree. And I, I was hoping it was on that list because there are some major
2: connections. There.
4: Okay.
1: Number nine.
4: Tallulah has big, big opinions about uh about Chuck Wendig, so if there
1: if there are Cliff Notes for Aftermath, just read those instead. Yeah, okay. <laughs> there you go. Uh number nine, Thrawn, which I wholeheartedly agree with. Really enjoyed that book a lot. Dave, you I think we both read Thrawn, correct?
3: Yes, that is correct. Yes, Dave, you, I, think read read three, I think Dave read all three. I think read all three of the Thrawn books. I, I have not read the third one yet. Okay. I I read like I two too. Star Wars books back to back, so I'm taking a little break just yeah. to just to pace myself.
4: Mm-hmm. I listened to half of the first Thrawn book.
3: Okay. I think right. I'm about halfway through it right now.
1: Okay. Did yeah. I give that to you? Yeah, I think I did. Yeah. All right, number eight, Lords of the Sith. No idea. I've not read this one at all.
4: Um, I love their song Method to My Madness. <laughs> <laughs> number seven. And a great cover of Like a Virgin by Madonna
1: as well. N- number seven, I, Phasma. I'm Phasma at number seven. Because you got to read the book, Scott, in order do. to understand the character. You do. Because they have to fill in the gaps between the movies with books. We've discussed this many times. Yeah. I know how much you love that. I do. Uh, now, this one's interesting. Coming in at number six. Courtship of Princess Leia. Star, <laughs> Star Wars, <laughs> The Force Awakens. The the adaptation of the movie, The Force Awakens. Okay, from did we discuss go. it? Was, were there extra scenes that we... There was a couple of extra factoids in there. Okay. Um, yes. And coming in in the same vein at number five, Star Wars, The Last Jedi. Okay. The novelization from The Last Jedi. Well, that leads me to believe that those... Things that were left out of the films might be important. Then I think so. Yeah. Number four, Battlefront Two Inferno Squad. Now this this gets a little derailed for me because you're reading a book about something that happens in a video game. This is like triple platform here.
0: I I have a feeling I know what they're talking about in this. And and Greg has the Battlefront Two game as well. Is that correct?
4: I do, but I haven't finished it. I'm I'm, you know a third. Halfway into it, maybe there there is, is something
0: that deals with the emperor okay. in that series. Nico, I
5: was gonna say, isn't the Inferno Squad the like the the turncoat Imperial Tie Wing that goes Rebel?
1: Yeah, I believe so. Uh, isn't that what the main character is part so of the, the just, Inferno Squad? Just really quick, the book Inferno Squad is a great w- great way to explore some other concepts that play into the game. The novel follows the elite squad which is led by the Imperial hero Aiden Versio as she struggles with the partial defeat of the empire. It's an interesting exploration of what life is like to live on a planet that's within the clutches of the empire and helps to further explain the character decision made in the game's campaign. Huh? So interesting. All right. Number three, star Wars catalyst. Now this is the great this book, is the novel that preceded rogue one. And uh, Dave, you, you uh, recommend this one? Uh, that might be the best
3: post-acquisition novel I've read for Star Wars. I, than... I did read that
4: one complete or listen to it complete uh, beginning to end, and I, I enjoyed it as well.
5: Better than, than Thrawn.
3: Ex- better, than, better than Thrawn. Wow, okay.
5: Does it explain why we have the two different factions, the the rebels and the Alliance? No, before no. they came no. together.
4: It's more. It's more about Galen Ursos' relationship with uh, what's his butt? Ben Mendelssohn. Krennic. Ooh. Krennic. Thank you. Oh, Really,
1: I might have yeah. to buy that on uh, Audible. Is it good? Yeah. Is the audio version it's, it's good? It. Okay, it's good. It's good. Okay. I have two credits to use. Maybe I'll two credits. Well, uh, I hope you didn't get that horrible book on global warming that I was telling you about. <laughs> no, I skipped that one. Uh, <laughs> number depressing. two. Oh my god. Number two. Resistance Reborn and uh this according to this article here on again screenrant.com this is one of the most important but, novels on this list if you want to be prepared for the rise of Skywalker the book picks up right after the last jedi and is pitched as part of the journey towards the final film of in the franchise huh. so that's I, just, uh, resistance I'm, I'm reborn I'm checking
3: checking something real quick okay i'm just vamping for time while i check it I think it's very ballsy of them to recommend that book, particularly at number two, considering it will be released on November 5th, 2019.
4: Right. Oh, controversy. Mm.
5: I'm
3: just saying. So you'll have what? So nobody knows six weeks. what the con. Yeah, no- Nobody, nobody really it. knows how important that book really is because nobody's fucking read it yet. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and the number one book. Now, I I take issue with this, but I want to see what you guys say. The number one book here that you must read before seeing The Rise of Skywalker Black Spire this is and quote this is one of the most recent releases from the Del Rey books that are working on the many Star Wars novels and is designed to set up a Galaxy's Edge experience at Walt Disney Disney's parks now why do you need to see that before The Rise of Skywalker well, well if you are in the den
0: of antiquities Ooh. There could be a major Easter egg mm. that's going to connect all the Star Wars films with another possible
1: Lucas film release. Wow! Is it a Holy Grail? Mm. <laughs> it could be. Does it belong in a museum? It does. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I know the answer to that already. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, so if you're if we're if you're kind of sad that the Skywalker e- uh, era is coming to an end, never fear because Ryan Johnson has your back. Uh, Scott, thank God. Uh, uh complex.com reporting Ryan Johnson hints at how he's approaching his Star Wars trilogy. And Ryan was uh, interviewed here and uh they asked him um to get to to provide some insight into his process and Ryan was quoted here in the article saying, "I think that the fun and challenging part of it is to dive in, figure out what's exciting and then figure out what it's going to be," he said. We're doing something that steps beyond the legacy characters. What does that look like? To me, the blue sky element of it is what is most striking. Um, I know the way that I'm coming at it, and it's fun and, and what's fun about it for everyone in George Lucas' films is figuring out what's the next step. It really makes you think and figure out what the essence of Star Wars is for me and what this will look like moving forward. Now, he's he's... Penning a trilogy scott ivansky yes what what 's your what's your take on this are you are you pumped up about this are you scared what, well what's what's your, what's I, have your a take? Little,
0: I have a little apprehension I have a little fear there i have but I, I do want to make a quick announcement on top of this story. I do follow ryan johnson ryan's johnson ryan's Johnson on Twitter, and oh. there is a major announcement on this new trilogy. His new character that will be starring in the trilogy is named Fluke Starbuckler. <laughs> so I'm excited for this, <laughs> that he's finally getting away from wait, the Skywalker. Wait,
1: what was that name again? Fluke Sk- <laughs> <laughs> Fluke Starbuckler. There you go. God. Way to throw out the punchline there.
5: Now, right. do you think no, he's I... a, a yeah. tall, venti, white, mocha, chino, mm-hmm. That sounds like a Starbucks drink. Yeah.
1: You know, Ryan Johnson's catalog is, he, he, as we've discussed for a year in helping your, your therapeutic process, get over this Scott. He, he wrote and he made brick, which is a brilliant movie looper, which is one of the best sci-fi films of the last decade. In my opinion, the last Jedi, which is, you know, another one of the
4: best sci-fi films of this decade divisive among
1: fans but a great movie okay (laughs) you don't want to go there you're done (laughs) he's just like okay steve shut up
0: brick is a really really good movie you don't like looper looper is also a really good movie okay but has flaws and we've discussed this. I think I've brought yeah, this. I, this I, I'd
4: home. agree with that as well. I, I enjoyed Looper, <laughs> okay. but there were yeah, you know, time travel movies are very hard to make and, yeah. and, and you know, he did he did the best he could. He he did I thought Looper was fantastic. Yeah. I, I
0: still hold it up there. I wouldn't say it's the best in the last decade, there but you. I would put it up there pretty high. Okay. I still think that I could pick that thing apart and I have in the past. So it's tough. I mean, I still give him a lot of credit. He took a lot a lot on. With yeah. this project, but we'll see. I, I, hey, it's not over yet, so yeah. that's my that's my hope right there. That's my new hope. All right. So you know
5: the 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 point that he makes about it being an unrelated to the Skywalker saga really gives me a lot of hope because yeah, I don't see him picking up where anybody else left off or leaving an open end for somebody else to finish off. So if he gets to do his own thing based on his past experience and his discography and biography or bibliography of movies and stuff I think he's you know he's a halfway decent strong-ish filmmaker and if he gets to do his own thing in the Star Wars universe and it's you know not related to other things yeah I'll give him a chance I don't think you know I'm not a huge fan of episode 8 by any means I'm not as much of a hater I think as Scott is um, not at least until I see episode nine, but um, yeah, I'll give him a chance on on his trilogy just because I think he's a decent filmmaker, and if it gets to do his own take on Star Wars, yeah, do it. Okay. Have fun. All right. Let me ask you guys this question: then.
0: As long
4: as he stays away from Canto Bight, that's all I have to say.
0: Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Based on we know our opinions on Last Jedi, but i'm I'm going to give it a, a fair shot, you know a fair shake. I want to yeah. see what he can pull off with this, and I think he has the skills to do something and has the talent and the creativity. How did you How would you feel let's let's for example, we're all super hyped, super pumped for the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Again, here's the thing: Ryan Johnson and they have in Lucasfilm have stated over and over again that this is nothing to do with the Skywalker saga. But we want it to be grounded in this universe, which it has to be to be part of Star Wars. But at least with John Favreau, we're getting a character that we kind of are familiar with. It may not be Boba Fett,
1: or it may
0: be Boba Fett, but it could be... I think be. it's been
1: reported it's not Boba Fett. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be Boba Fett at all. No.
0: Well, I want to talk about that later because of some stuff that was just released. But all that aside... We are familiar with the Mandalorians and the Mandalorian lore, and it's going to be a fun, crazy mashup of a like a almost a spaghetti western adventure story mm. built around the Star Wars universe. Is that what we're expecting from Ryan Johnson? There's nothing's been said. He just said it's not going to be related to Skywalker. So is he going to pull like a Trandoshan down, or is he going to have uh, what an ithorian like a hammerhead come around? What mm. we haven't heard enough about that. So I'm curious to see if he's going to take it to a whole new level. All new characters, new aliens, new this, new that. Or is he going to try and bring some familiarity into it?
4: I think so, from the trailer, there's, there's lots of recogni- recognizable aliens from the Star Wars universe as it is and as we know it. There'll be a lot of familiar- familiarity with what, the creatures that we see in there. What, what trailer? We haven't had a trailer for this. Yeah, there was one that came out at Comic-Con. Where have you been, Scott? D, for, yeah, d uh, D23. You haven't or a D twenty three, you haven't seen it yet? For you what? haven't seen
3: the Mandalorian trailer? No. Oh my you're, god,
4: you're gonna your ass is gonna be blown away, dude. It's
3: now, awesome. who's the big
0: fucking dick. So I'm talking about <laughs> Ryan Johnson's films. Come on,
4: people Oh, I thought you were talking about Mandalorian. Okay. No, no. I'm using his
0: Which as by a the comparison. way, we,
1: we owe you guys, you listeners, a review of the Mandalorian trailer, and that is coming. That is coming. Be patient with us. It's Sorry.
3: amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. phenomenal.
3: That's your that's your review.
1: Go go go. Better check. than the Chuck
0: Wendig books. Okay, okay. Let's get off the subject and just say <laughs> everyone loves this trailer. Nico, you love this trailer? Yeah. Mandalorian.
4: He's
0: Can, not listening.
5: Yes, no, I'm listening. I was <laughs> muted because apparently I'm a heavy breather. No, it's all right. Um, True that. Yes, no, yeah. It's a it's a dope ass okay. trailer. It, I know we're gonna do a full.
0: A full review on this thing, but with the addition of the Entertainment Weekly images that have been released, two as of now, right, are you even just more pumped? Have you all seen the images from Entertainment
1: Weekly yeah. well dude, I, I I am lining up to to download that app and to give them my money I know and to start watching it. And Did you already give them your money? I'm yeah, I'll give them my money and then I'll give them some more. But that's, I want that show. <laughs> that's why I
0: wanted to bring that up, is because uh. that whole thing where the image looks like his colors are changing on his outfit. So this hmm. may be later on in the show and he's starting to look more like some it's, it's not a lining thing? A lighting thing? Oh no, man. That's there's what grays and greens up. and reds in that outfit. I'm gonna
1: pay more attention to that. I didn't see that. He's fighting two Bosque like characters, oh, Trandocians. You sent us. You sent me the link. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. We'll have to post that on our on our page. I will get that up there right away. Please do it. Okay. It's fantastic. All right. Well, Ryan Johnson's not the only one that's lined up to make some Star Wars movies. You know, we've got these guys. These these jokers, Benihoff and Weiss. is it is it David Benihoff? I believe so. And yeah. DB Weiss. I've, yes. I've... All right. I want to make sure I get it right.
0: I'm just thankful my son's not here. He would have a big argument with you right now. Well, this.
1: Disney <laughs> Disney altered the deal. We're altering the deal. Shocker on uh, the Ben Affleck <laughs> Weiss. Considering that they signed a what is it? Was it a nine figure deal? Yeah, and then Disney saw the last season <laughs> of Game of Thrones and said, "Screw you guys." You know, Lisa and I recently rewatched that last season. And, and we're you realize of, we're kind of warming to it. A little. No. Yeah. Yeah. True that. Yeah, true You guys good. are
4: absolutely wrong, by the way. All right. <laughs> Could not be more wrong.
1: Uh, it's been four months since the Rise of Skywalker trailers uh, dropped. Yeah. And uh, since then, you know, we've had a lot of news. We've had an Ewan McGregor. We haven't even talked about that, guys. Ewan McGregor is confirmed doing an Obi-Wan series.
5: We get Adobe, oh my God, the I'm series. So yeah. how, how did
4: he not just drop out on stage and just pop up with a hello there? How did he I not do know. that? That is I a
1: big that. issue out there. There's a lot yeah. of people upset about that. Uh, but Dave, uh, Ben Half and Weiss, um, th- they are going to be penning their their uh, trilogy of films, but they're not going to be as hand on, hands-on as it was originally thought, according to this uh, Collider.com article. Though the original plan called for and Weiss to pen all three installments. uh, There's a note about the pair's mind-boggling $250 million Netflix deal. Uh, The pair will be writing a treatment for the Star Wars trilogy and are committed to penning one of the films. And the original deal was to write all three. It's unclear if the duo will have another feature for uh, Fox or Disney uh, but will or will they just write the one movie for for the Star Wars universe oh, so. bra- breaking Boy, their
3: news their calendar is just clearing up right and left I mean <laughs> suddenly they're not doing they're only doing one movie, not three their HBO follow-up series got canceled with the Netflix deal I mean, Suddenly, they got some time on their hands.
1: I don't think they're hurting for work or money at this point. With 250 million dollars yeah. coming from Netflix,
0: certainly not money. But I will say, breaking news: I think George Lucas is being pulled in as co-writer on these. Legit? Is that? Are you serious? No, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> damn, well, we <laughs> throw that out there. Sure. <laughs> I got a lot of breaking news tonight. Come on,
1: <laughs> I'm trying to confuse everybody. I'm just having fun with
3: people. I am. I have I have breaking news too. Right. Steve, yeah. the word gullible has been removed from the dictionary.
1: <laughs> it's got my picture on it. Is it painted on the ceiling above <laughs> me? <laughs> it's, it's like, like the Sistine reference. Chapel, baby. Oh my
3: god.
1: Alright guys, there's there's a there's some other stuff that we have to talk about. We've talked a lot about Star Wars tonight, but there are some important other stuff. There's stories. Things besides Star Wars? Yeah, they're especially on this show. We've had entire episodes on this Star Wars podcast (laughs) devoted to things that aren't Star Wars. (laughs) Uh, And one of them has been Marvel. So Marvel Phase 4 reveals that there's a leak that reveals that WandaVision may release sooner than previously expected. This is being uh, reported by Inverse.com that uh, ProductionList.com reporting the series WandaVision will begin shooting on September 21st, 2019. That's like right around the corner here, uh, despite a release date of spring twenty twenty one. So, um, Dave, does this does this indicate maybe an earlier release date, or are they just you know going to spend a lot of time and produce everything early and then knock it out all in one fell swoop? What do you think?
3: I think it suggests there might be a lot of time spent in post production. Uh, I've been hearing that Wandavision is going to be a, a sick. Or eight hour, you know, the equivalent of a six or eight hour movie, and if that's what they're shooting for in episodic form, I wouldn't surprise me at all if they had that much time set up for themselves in post. Mm.
1: Although not much is known about WandaVision's plot, Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany are set to reprise their respective roles as the Scarlet Witch and Vision. So yep,
3: they are three words. Be three
1: words. House of M. Mm.
5: Yeah. That's two words and a letter, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they are, or at least Wanda... It's actually
4: just eight letters with some spaces in between them. <laughs>
3: oh, for fuck's sake, people.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Math is hard. Math
0: is hard. Uh, they are going to be making an appearance, at least Wanda will be making an appearance, Ooh. in the Doctor Strange film. Oh. So it needs to the be m- out first. Universe
1: of madness?
4: Or yeah. multiverse, well, yeah, I, think, multiverse, I think it's already confirmed madness. that, the, that, that the, the TV show will be take place before the doctor strange movie i think that's already been confirmed
3: that yeah it's it's been marvel's basically confirmed that the doctor strange movie is a follow-up to wandavision yeah and the doctor strange movie is subtitled doctor strange in the madness of the multiverse
1: yeah and when is when is that film when is doctor strange 2 coming well, that's what I'm thinking is they're pushing up the show,
0: trying to get it out faster so we oh, have a build-up, okay. and then they might do some rearranging. They have done that in the past with mm. titles changing different uh, releases. Changing dates. their minds, Scott?
2: Have yeah. bite your tongue. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Not Disney. That never happens. <laughs> uh. Alright, well, WandaVision isn't the only thing to get excited about. There's, there's another... Now, this... You guys have to explain this to me. You know I'm dumb about this. Avengers Endgame secretly, secretly introduced Nova. To the MCU. Who the hell is Nova, and why should I care? Nova, Nova uh,
4: has already get, had a mild yeah. introduction in the second Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Yeah.
3: Okay. Well, and, and, and technically the first. I mean, the backstory is in in the first.
4: Oh, yeah, you know what? That's true. I'm thinking Adam Warlock. Never mind. My bad. Sorry, Steve. I'm, ma- I'm making it worse for you. Ah. Oh, <laughs> so,
3: It's Richard Ryder. Richard Ryder. yes. So, one... R- Richard Rider. Richard Rider. Yeah, so okay. one I think that story's been debunked by the Russo brothers themselves. I think they've said no. I was just I was just fucking with people basically when I when they said that they CGI'd Nova in, because they there's a lot of anticipation that Nova is going to be coming soon to a Marvel movie near us, because all of the backstory is in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One. Uh, the Nova core is basically like the Green Lantern core from uh, DC Comics, and Richard Rider is an Earth person who gets selected to be part of the Nova Corps and in the great great Nova series of uh, the early aughts uh, he winds up being the sole survivor of Xandar after it gets wiped out and the sole possessor of the entirety of the uh, the Nova Force and it's an amazing story
1: cool, okay,
3: alright you, you should care, it's some superb science fiction that particular incarnation of Nova the original one from the 70s, total shit don't no offense to the fine people who worked on it, but it was a total shit comic.
4: Okay. Don't read it;
3: it's no okay. good.
4: You know the 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 thirst and hunger for for Easter eggs and finding Easter eggs just kind of you know the people will take anything that anybody says and just take it too far. You know because I I read the same thing that the uh, the Russo brothers were just kind of taking the piss out of some people and saying yeah Nova was in there and so everybody's like. Trying to look for the smallest little image of what could be him, in it. and and it was com- you know as compared to like a Where's Waldo scene is what it was, where they're just looking at the finest oh. little, little speck of a pixel and saying that's got to be him there. And it reminds me of a couple years ago when when Michael Shannon, who played Zod in the Man of Steel movie, he'd filmed mm. some scenes for the Batman versus Superman movie. Mm. And during interviews, he said, yeah, they've got me in lobster claws, and people had believed everything that he had said about him (laughs) having lobster claws in the movie that was coming out. He's like, I'm just fucking with everybody. Yeah.
5: All right, okay, all right. Thanks for clearing that up. And if you have a problem with those stories, refer back to episode one of the Nico Zone. Oh.
4: Does it come from Lucasfilm?
5: Hmm. (laughs) <laughs> I'm telling you people fuck the these, these filmmakers are fucking with us because they can and they know people buy into it too much did they
0: officially announce a Nova film I couldn't remember that. that if it did it would be
1: way off in the distance right
4: no I don't think there's anything officially about a Nova film
1: I don't remember seeing it on that timeline behind Kathleen Kennedy okay I could look at that image again but yeah, I, I don't it. I don't think so okay all right. Uh, moving on to another franchise altogether. George R. R. Martin in the news. He's still writing his book.
5: He's still alive. Yeah. He confirmed. He is
4: still fat. If you're count- if you're counting on fat celebrities, Nico, he is still fat. Being Peter alive. Jackson no longer fat. Take him off of your fat celebrity list. George R. George R. R. Martin solidly in the fat celebrity do, list.
1: Do they both still have beards? Do you, have, yes. a, do you have a fat celebrity list? This is what I'm concerned about for you. I do now. <laughs> well, George R.R. R. Martin is barely number Jonah one Hill on, sometimes on,
4: on it, sometimes not. Depends <laughs> on
1: when you catch Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill's somewhere in the middle of the list. <laughs> he confirmed that his new Game of Thrones novels won't be affected by the TV series ending. That's right. When... This is according to ComicBook.com. When a famous storyline is adapted into another medium, creatives are always forced with the challenge of how closely to honor the source material. In the case of George R.R. R. Martin's *A Song of Ice and Fire* series, its adaptation *Game of Thrones* concluded earlier this year, and um, well,
2: In George Martin. Way.
1: George Martin was asked, "Well, is it going to line up with your novels?" Is, is your Are your novels going to line up with the TV show? And he says, no, it doesn't change anything, Martin revealed. He said, look, you can't please everybody, so you've got to please yourself.
5: <laughs> no, don't not buy my book because you watched the show. It's totally going to be different. You have to exactly. buy the book so you know what actually happens. Give me say, your money. Can,
0: can uh. I just say, do we care at this point? Does I mean... I love pop culture and I love Game of Thrones, but I'm gonna get it, so why there's gonna be millions of people buying the damn book. So Right. He's well, just, yeah, it,
5: because it's not the same as the show.
0: You know what? Nobody's talked about it since the damn show ended, so he needed to get that six month plug in and he'll be writing <laughs> it in about a
1: year and a half. So who <laughs> okay. cares, right? You guys are gonna love this and scrolling down a little bit. This is this is the best quote in this that I've ever read from George R R. Martin actually. He says I don't think the TV series was very good for me, the author admitted. <laughs> the very thing that should have speeded me up actually slowed me down. Every day I sat down to write, and even if I had a good day, I'd feel terrible because I'd be thinking, my God, I have to finish this book. I've only written four pages when I should have written 40, unquote. You
4: know, there's something to that, though,
1: because could you imagine, <laughs>
4: yeah. could you yeah. imagine if if... The Harry Potter movies finished a- ahead of all the Harry Potter books. It's, it's crazy to think about that. Yeah. yeah, like really, what does that do for the for the book market? I mean, it 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 takes the people who who did pick up the book because they were interested in this in the series and they wanted to know more about it. I don't I don't think the people because the people who read it before the TV show they'll read the book fine. Yeah, but the people who who picked up the book because of the TV show do they go back to the book? No. I don't think they do.
0: Nope.
5: No. You're going to see a major well,
0: loss, major just downtick on that.
5: That's why he's telling all these people who are reading the book because of the show, no, 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 the book oh, is different from the show, so all you right. have to buy the last book and read it so you know what actually happens yeah. because it's not yeah. the same as the show. Uh, of course, me. but
4: I, I think that genie's out of the bottle, though. I think he's fucked.
0: Yeah, and, and it's not the last book isn't it the last
4: two books doesn't he yeah there's still books? like yeah. at least two because yeah. he's already split books you know like the, the last two books were supposed to be one book so oh. who knows how many more books he has and, left and
3: technically and nobody talks about it but technically the beginning of the forthcoming book six was supposed to be part of that that split the, book.
4: of those last two
0: books is yeah. he going to live that long I mean this is just ridiculous how old
1: is George R. R. Martin
4: how heavy he is looks like.
3: How heavy old? He looks like he's about ninety-three. Yeah. Oh, really? But I uh, think he's in his late fifties. Oh, I'm yeah. pretty sure oh, he looks like he's that. a
5: smooth ninety-two. Yeah. He's he he's just... the opposite of Dick Clark.
3: He, <laughs> he is looks seventy years way old. older than he is. All right. Yeah, he's seventy years
0: old. He's not going to make it. Oh, <laughs> sorry.
3: That's so sad. To, well. to, to your point though of will people come back to the books? I just I come back to a coworker of mine who only likes to read completed series. So if something's in process, if it's still being published, she won't pick it up. So because Mm. Game of Thrones was being adapted into a TV show, she she assumed that it must be finished. Mm. And she told me she didn't figure it out until there were about 30 pages left in book five because she was like, there is Uh. no way he's going to wrap this whole thing up in 30 pages. She was so pissed when she got to the end of that book.
5: I felt I felt the same way. I, I am the same way usually about TV shows. I don't like to start TV shows that are ongoing. Or at least, like, my, my hard limit is three seasons. Hmm. If yeah. a show is is within the first three seasons, even if it's the biggest fucking thing in the world, like Game of Thrones, I didn't pick up until season four was announced and people had been... Torking their moonfish to it for three seasons to start watching it just because i am very heavily indoctrinated in the binge watching culture Mm, so i like to sit and watch you know four episodes at a time and if i have to stop and wait i I hate that yeah
1: well let's go round robin really quick greg will you buy these books and read them when he's done
4: uh yes i i had i I was ahead of the series on all the books. I'd I'd listened to all the books before the series even came out. So,
1: yeah, I'm still in. Okay, Dave, are you in? I am still in. Okay.
5: Nico? I'm only, like, halfway through book three. Okay. Um, And I gave up on that, like, eight months ago. I was trying. I I had never read the books until the last season was coming out and then I um, I got myself a hand uh, you know I got a hold of the, the five books and I started reading them when I was taking the bus to work and then I stopped taking the bus to work and I lost interest in reading it on my free time so right. I don't know I don't okay. maybe
0: Scott maybe you in yeah I I would say out of curiosity's sake mm. yes but I, honestly, I would be like, I don't even care at this point. I would only buy them for my son, because I know he loves them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so <clears> mm-hmm. I would do that, and that then I would dad. borrow his
1: books. Yeah. So I only read book one. Uh, I stopped after that, and it was brilliant. I loved it so much. I plan to continue, and if I get through the others, I will probably read these as well.
4: You know, the, it might take the, me ten years, the, but I'll do it there. The, the problem with the series is it is... Um, it, it is declining returns on it because it is mm. the first book is by far the best the second one is good and they get progressively worse from there the last oh, yeah. two books are a chore to get mm.
0: okay. I'm also kind of on the on the Duly same noted the same boat as dave's was dave's friend co-worker with reading an entire series
2: Mm-hmm. yeah,
0: yeah. i so I got I would normally call bs on that, but I actually kind of have some feels for that because I was a huge Clive Barker fan, and Clive Barker did a series and never finished the trilogy. There's two books out there, and the last mm. book was written I think in 1989, and I'm, <laughs> I'm still bent out of shape about that. I'm <laughs> old <like>, now hope <laughs> <laughs> although those two books were fantastic,
1: mm. but yeah. all right, we've got one more uh, one more story here in the uh, other stuff category. Uh, you know how I love auctions. Uh, every time there's a good auction, we have to report on it. And this one, this is the best. have bought one yet. No, I haven't, but I've been close. But this, op- this auction <laughs> is by far the best we've ever reported on. If you've ever dreamed of owning Michael Keaton's Batman costume or Samuel Jackson's purple lightsaber oh. from the Star Wars prequels,
5: the one that says bad motherfucker on it this may
1: <laughs> this may be your time those two iconic pieces of geek culture will be part of a larger collection of movie movie memorabilia that's about to go up for auction this according to comicbook.com the auction is taking place on September 30th and being hosted by movie themed auction house prop store mm. okay so you got I got to run this down so really quick uh, the auction is expected to take in over 7 million dollars Lots of stuff, about nine hundred items. High value items include, okay, get this. Star Wars: A New Hope, Tanti Four Stormtrooper Helmet. So one of the original helmets from the scene on the Tantive Four sold. Expected to take in uh, between one hundred forty-five and two hundred eighteen thousand.
2: Okay, oh, oh sold. shit,
1: yeah, yeah. one hundred forty-five grand will get you in the conversation for an original. Stormtrooper bucket. Uh, Sam Jackson, Star Wars prequels, lightsaber about one hundred twenty thousand. Now this is where it gets really super interesting. Mel Gibson's William Wallace sword from Braveheart.
2: Hmm.
1: Sixty grand. Freedom? Sixty grand. Dave, you and me can split that. We could. My kids don't need and, to go to college.
5: And then one of you no, can take it and split the other one. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Pierce. now this is cool too. Pierce Bronson's PP seven silence pistol from GoldenEye.
5: Who doesn't want Pierce Bronson's PP? Seventy grand.
1: <laughs> it's it's hard to keep it straight when they're throwing stuff out there. Oh, it's like, pretty good. I know. Pretty good. I know they do that on purpose to throw me off. <laughs> Jack Nicholson's axe from the shining. Yes. Are you freaking kidding me? Yep. I'm Here's all in. Johnny? There Johnny? we go. A face grabber model from Alien. Yes! A ghost you trap mean... from Ghostbusters. I mean, these are iconic pieces here. Dude. I I... Oh, Greg, this one's for you, man. You can buy this for Kyler. A Excuse T-Rex me. skull from Jurassic World. Oh.
4: How big must that motherfucking thing be?
1: And, okay, and then Michael Keaton's Batman costume is expected to pull 150 grand. The one item... Oh that I will go on, and I will see how much this is, and if it's reasonable, I will put a bid in for this. The holy hand grenade.
2: (laughs) Oh, God. From Monty Python and
1: the Holy Grail.
5: (laughs) Steve? Dude, can you imagine
1: that on my mantle? Come on.
3: Oh, Lord. Holy shit. Do bless this holy hand
5: grenade. (laughs) Uh. And the Lord doth say, you shall pull the pin and count to three. And the number of counting (laughs) shall be three. The number of counting shall not be two unless it is preceded by the number three. (laughs) Four is too many. And five is right out. Oh,
1: man. Well done. Well done, Nico. Solid. Solid. Guys,
0: guys, I'm all in on the face (sighs) hugger. I'm going to have it converted into a sleep apnea mask. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to freak my wife out.
5: Prevent snoring. Yeah. Knowing you, Sky, you're gonna have it converted to a flashlight. Ooh. All right, now you don't have to spend wow. a thing. You don't wow. have to spend a
1: fortune to get to get uh, a piece of, of movie history. You can okay. buy the uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory golden ticket. Oh, that's cool. For about for less than four hundred bucks, three hundred seventy five dollars. Pretty good. Okay. okay. All right. So I can All right.
3: literally say, I've got the golden ticket. If I <laughs> yes. have that,
1: and you, you, you would can actually sing four hundred dollars. <laughs> Dude, I want that holy hand grenade. You know, I did purchase yeah. something at Galaxy's Edge. What'd you buy? I bought a restraining bolt. <laughs> oh, for your fridge? <laughs> oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, I need to buy Mark uh, from Rancho one of those. Yeah. He, he was we went.
4: We went into the cantina, and since I had to spend $30 anyway for being in the cantina, because they don't let you in the cantina unless you agree to spend $30. To I drink spent, minimum. Or, yeah, I, I spent the... I spent the forty dollars to buy the mug, so I bought the I bought the tiki mug for forty dollars, and Which that was one? my minimum the, purchase. The Porg or the Ewok mug,
1: the the Endor one, the one with the, the
4: Ewoks on it. Yeah, yeah. the, okay.
1: the yeah. Endor mug. That's the one you reviewed for. us on that last show. I last couldn't episode. get in, man. I yeah. wanted to get that mug so well, bad. I, I may be going soon. I'll pick you up one. Okay, if I do. Cool. maybe
5: uh, you can buy it from Greg for fifty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cold.
1: Steering back to the Star Wars universe for the last couple stories here, guys. So uh, there's a, a great. Twitter feed that you have to check out uh, It's called It's just Mar, M-A-R, but it's At Vibes with Cisco V-I-B-E-S oh, you, know, you know what, I, I
4: don't have a tweet of the week, but if I had one It would be this Vibes with
1: Cisco V-I-B-E-S-W-I-T-H-C-I-S-C-O So this is An adult Female that had never Seen the Star Wars movies, and she decided To watch the movies And live tweet while she was watching the movies. And they are drop dead hilarious. So I have the feed here opened up for The Empire Strikes Back. So it's a screenshot she's got of the title uh, crawl. She says, Here we go. Next tweet is, They in Snowland now? The first one was sand, and this one is snow. What's the next one? Fire? <laughs> and then she says, WTF just killed them? Uh, is that who I think it is? that's my boy han. OMFG that's princess leia and she looked like she just gave him well I'm screaming. <laughs> wait 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 it's only 5 minutes and I'm screaming. Han we need you quote unquote. We need you but the princess needs you more and she goes on and she just tweets while she's watching the movie. Oh. And you you can fast forward, you know, scroll down to the treat, to the tweets for the significant parts of the film. Okay. And she just it's so funny to live <laughs> vicariously through this person that's never seen Star Wars and the plot turns and you know, you know it's coming and her reactions are just perfect. That's sweet.
3: There are people who specifically asked her when are you going to watch the movie because yes. we want to sync up and just be watching the movie and have our phone here and have your tweets coming up while we're watching the movie with you.
1: Yeah. Is that Luke hanging upside down? That lightsaber is fucking hot. They're closing the door. What the fuck, Luke? God is talking to you. <laughs> so he he, he names, <laughs> she names the characters, the Star Wars characters, her own names, and she call, she calls Obi Wan God. <laughs> and she or what's her name for Vader? It's like breath stealer or something.
3: Yeah, breathy guy or something. Breath, breathy
1: guy, yeah. It's it's great. You got to look it up um, at Vibes with Cisco. It's worth a read. Go check it the out. BB-8 is Circle Robot. <laughs> Alright, now, uh, also staying within the Star Wars canon here, uh, and specific to canon, remember Matt, the radar technician, guys? Yes. How could we forget? Come on. We have him in
5: our intro.
3: He's looking forward to some real talk with some real folks. Kylo
1: Ren is the commander of the First Order, a massive regime dedicated to wiping out the Galactic Resistance. This week... Kylo is going undercover among Starkiller base personnel as Matt, a radar technician.
3: You get so caught up in restoring the galaxy to its rightful state that you miss what's going on behind the scenes. I'm looking forward to having some real talk
1: with some real folks. So that is, a, that is That's Adam a genius Dr- piece of writing. Really is. <laughs> that just is Adam Driver on that, SNL. Man. You can look it up at YouTube. Um. Just look up Star Wars Undercover Boss, <laughs> Starkiller Base. Well, it turns out, guys, Matt, the radar technician that started on SNL, is now in the Star Wars canon.
2: <laughs> this is He's
1: been referenced this is so awesome. in a new Star Wars comic. Uh, let it- see. This is re- being reported by Deseret.com. Uh, Please tell me it's Tag and Bink and Are Dead
0: Part 3. That'd be so brilliant.
1: Uh, the comic book resources reports that Star Wars Age of Resistance General Hux so that's the that's okay. the comic book series Age of Resistance General Hux follows Domino Gleason's Hux who manages the, day- the day-to-day operations of the First Order in Star Wars Episode 7 uh, before being sidelined by Kylo Ren in The Last Jedi. In the comic Hux and Kylo Ren find themselves on a sabotage spaceship after surviving a crash, Huck sets out extracting revenge on those he feels are responsible for the accident an admiral who bullied him as a child, and, quote, a radar technician, unquote. <laughs> so he is at, Matt is referenced in the Star Wars canon. That's just beyond cool. Brilliant. I love that they did that. Yeah. Awesome. So go look it up. If you haven't seen it, well worth a viewing. Star Wars: Undercover Boss. Star War uh, Star Killer Base on from SNL. All right, guys, that that we're at the end of the show. Usually, usually there's music that's
4: playing. I know when when we reach this part of the show. Well, all right. I'm very confused. All right. I'm, I, I I have no idea what's going on right now.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, me neither. Um, <laughs> that's that's that and that's a problem. Uh, maybe this guy knows what's going. Bob on. Bob Iger. All right, get us out of here. Bob. Right, as happened? I was saying, as I was saying, we have <laughs> okay. we have some uh, speculation to cover, guys. I've got one more oh, tab.
4: So an a- an after-show spoiler? Is that what we're doing? Yes,
1: one more tab is open on my browser. All right, the Reddit Hive after dark.
4: Here we go. Usually
1: means that I've got one more story to cover, but this is speculation for episode nine. So we're going to talk a little bit after after dark. the close. the The show close ends here. And we're going to do some speculation talk.
2: All right. We need a, a
1: big... sexy
4: music bumper for the Ratchet Hive. I know,
1: I know. Yeah. Maybe we, yeah, no. we do. We need to We need to work that up. No, you need that music from me. Yeah, I need the porn music. Okay, Scott. yeah, yeah.
4: Um,
1: I'll get that over to you. Are we uh, doing some final thoughts then? Uh, we are. Well, and if you've ever wondered if we're going to do final thoughts, uh, you can leave us a message about that on the, rest of Ch- no. mm. on the Russian Hive hotline at 562-455-4483. That's 562-455-Hive. That's HIV. In case you can't spell You Yeah, him right. And he uh, "Oh, my God! I am just choking Facebook? this. God, how many of those? Bases? Too yeah. many. Oh my, too God. many. Oh, Facebook. Standard. You can also find us online at facebook.com/forward/slash/wretchedhivepodcast.
0: Zuckerberg. Get on that mic. Let's see. Oh,
1: Facebook. On. Um, Twitter. Yeah, we got it. We got a Twitter feed. That's right. wretch uh, Hive Pod at Wretched What else? Instagram. Instagram, wretchedhype Hype seventy seven. Um MySpace. Google
5: Podcasts, Podbean. Yeah, Stitcher. iTunes, yeah. Stitcher.
4: How do we get on Spotify? How do we do that?
1: Uh we are on Spotify. Can, can you can, you can you find us are on we? Spotify. Yeah. Oh. Oh wait, no. no. Are we on Spotify? <laughs> I don't know. I think I, I think we had to pay for that one. Oh, okay, that makes and sense. And I was like, yeah. yeah now
5: sponsor us so we can be on spotify
1: yeah yay and listen if you haven't checked us out uh or reviewed the show on itunes or apple Podcasts, as it's now called please do so that helps us a lot um tell us what you think of us five stars one stars any number of stars we don't care just review the show and and, uh we want to connect with you so do it yeah guys episode 95 is mercifully coming to an end final thoughts Congratulations to the Dodgers setting the
4: single season National League record for 250 home runs
1: hit in a single season. Nice. Wow. Hey, $50 for that with mug. With three weeks to go, too. Guys, have a great couple of weeks, and may the force be with us all. I'll take Latitch now for $800. <laughs> Greg,
0: I'll take that mug for 50 bucks, only if you have Remington Steel's PP in it.
4: Oh. Damn it. It's a uh, oh, but wow. it's, it it was James Bond's peepee, not uh, not Remington Steele's. I well, it was that. Remington Steele, cuz Pierce Brosnan. God, good pull, Scott. Yeah.
1: Hmm. All right, guys, we've got one more story to cover. This is serious speculation about Star Wars Episode 9, The Rise of Skywalker. This is a this... story
2: hmm.
5: This really is the wretched hive after dark. It is. It it's is. literally
1: Dark it out. is. Yeah, I know. I know. This Dave this... is like, oh my God, we're doing speculation time. Come on, Baldwin, I got to go to sleep. This really could be true, though. All right, Come on, so... Dave's
5: got a client meeting in the morning, probably. No,
1: probably. Mm-hmm. All right. So, th- there's a lot of speculation about who, what, who is the Skywalker that will be rising in this movie, the rise of Skywalker. What does that actually mean? Is it, who is it, does number two work for? Is, is it, is hey, a,
5: hey, hey! Get down!
1: If you're if you're Conan O'Brien, if you're a follower of his, you might think it's the uh, it's the next title of a Star Wars porn film, The Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> yes, as we covered on the show. Uh, but you know, so is it does it is it referring to to Princess Leia? She clearly has some Skywalker blood. Is it referring to Luke, who? presumably died in episode 8 we're not sure we're not
5: and rose again on the third day like the messiah that he is
1: we think he's probably going to be a force ghost but who knows he could rise again is it referring to kylo clearly has some skywalker blood flowing through his veins yeah but he's a solo
5: and we all know that somewhere down the line in the legacy stories they're just ancestral weirdos
1: or, as this article is suggesting, could The Rise of Skywalker be referring, Scott, to Anakin Skywalker? According to Inverse.com, there's always a possibility that Anakin could come back as a Force ghost, just like Luke is supposed to. He already came back as a Force ghost. And the title. Twice. Can... And according <laughs> to this article, cases. the title can't be referring to Luke, who's already supposed to be dead in episode 9. Which doesn't make any sense to me, but whatever. Night. So, do we think, is there any possibility at all that Hayden Christensen is going to make an appearance as Anakin Skywalker in Episode Nine? I think sure.
4: I think it's possible. I think it's very possible. I think there's a good chance of it happening. If they're bringing back Ian McDermott, Darmid, Darmid whatever his name is, Emperor Palps, Sheeves Palps himself?
1: Sheeves Palps. Yeah.
4: Yep. Then I'm, I'm. yeah, Yeah. absolutely it's possible. I'd, I'd say it's a, a better than 50% chance.
1: So one of the first... I, hmm. ahead, I
3: think you're going to see all three Skywalkers as Force Ghosts, mm. and they're going to team up to fight the Emperor. Ooh, that would be good. Force Ghost Battle? That would be really well, cool. I mean, the Emperor's not a Force Ghost. Right. Or or is he? I, I it's gonna it's gonna be like uh, the thing at the end of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire when all the ghosts show up and distract Voldemort so Harry Potter
1: can get away. Mace Windu. So Hayden yeah, Christi- that was tight. So Hayden Christensen did appear at Star Wars Celebration last year. Took a lot of pictures with fans holding bags of sand. Last so year, though, up. in 2018. Last year. Not,
4: not this year, and not this past one in 2019. The one in
1: 2018. Okay. But oh, he was... was not in the one in 2019? That was no. Not... no. No. All right. Okay. All right. Um, Kevin Smith visited the Episode nine set, and his comment was that there was one Star Wars actor giving a career, a quote, a career best performance. <laughs> And, he, know, said, and he, said, he said, and he said, said it's he said it's somebody I've seen in these movies before. He continued, "I rolled a tear; it was so powerful." Yeah, but to be fair, he rolls a tear at everything. So I, know. I think it's I think he's talking about Anthony Daniels. Yes,
4: for sure,
2: for sure. With Anthony Daniels
3: as C three
1: PO. Thank you, sir. All Thank right. you. So. Now, Kylo's obsession with his grandfather's legacy might not have anything to do with the dark side, or the First Order taking over the galaxy at all. In fact, according to, again, Invoice.com, per Darth Vader comic series, the entire reason Anakin turned to the dark side was to save Padme. So perhaps the reason Kylo has been speaking to Darth Vader's helmet is to maintain the connection for when he returns.
4: What it's going to be? It's going to be so Anakin Skywalker will come back. This is, this is it, guys. i got to look at the script. This is what it is. I'm just going to lay it all out. Because I've all seen right. the script, I'm going to lay it all What happens? All Anakin right. Skywalker, Force okay. goes rises up okay. and then from behind him all these tiny little force ghosts start surrounding him little younglings that he murdered
3: when, when he was just turned over and they just beat the living shit out of him right there, just <laughs> kicking they, him they, right
4: in the fucking shins
3: do they surround him as plentiful as grains of sand in a desert hmm. of course they do Of course they do. Of
1: course they do. (laughs) I see what you did there. And
4: every every single one of them just knocks him down and then just kicks sand right in his face.
3: Take
1: that! That's That's how we do things to bitch. All right, Nico, (laughs) will we see Anakin Skywalker in Episode Nine? Yes or no?
5: Possibly, but it doesn't matter because Skywalker is the new term for Jedi. Because they're not Jedi anymore. They don't follow the Jedi teachings. They're Force users, but they're going to be called Skywalkers.
1: Well, there's something. I think there's really something to that. In the Thrawn novels, they talk about uh, on Thrawn's home planet. He says we call Force-sensitive Skywalkers because they use them to navigate interstellar, uh, high-speed interstellar runs, and Thank the Force you. users can steer help steer the ships.
5: But they're not Jedi anymore yeah. because they're not trained in the Jedi arts or mm-hmm. the quasi-religious you know part of the Jedi teachings they're going to be force sensitive force users they're going to you know have force abilities lightsabers maybe even okay. but i don't think they're going to be you know it's like calling a kung fu master it's it's like the difference between a kung fu master and a shaolin kung fu master the shaolin you know are very heavily indoctrinated in in Buddhism and the religious part of being centered and Kung Fu is, you know, an outward... If you care about Kung Fu. Anyway, yeah, no. Um, Skywalker, I think, is going to be a new term for somebody who uses the Force um, like a Jedi might have, but without being a Jedi because they're not trained the same way.
1: Okay. I like it. I would be disappointed if that's the way they go. Come on. Rise I of Skywalker and I you're not talking about a Skywalker bloodline. Come on. That would be annoying.
5: No. how are they going to tell us that this is the end of the Skywalker saga? That there are no more Skywalkers in the Star Wars universe going forward because that bloodline is gone and over and done? and then you're going to say that this movie is called the rise mm. when it's actually the fall Ooh. so you have to you know reinterpret the term skywalker okay all right so what, Sky- what have the skywalkers been for the entire saga if not the most powerful and advanced force users that we've seen
1: okay all right fair enough
5: that's that's a really
0: interesting Point of view on that, I, I, I kind of like what Nico's saying right yeah. there, but uh, I want to say something a little bit extra. Are we not addressing the leaked footage that came out?
2: Because there what, is an actual what leaked footage are you referring there to? There is
0: leaked footage that reveals a special character, and I want to bring up something that kind of touches on that footage. And I don't want to say it if nobody else has read about it or seen it. I don't think I've seen it.
2: Okay,
5: or it didn't happen. Yeah. Okay, I'll All send
0: right. I'll send the dick pics
1: right over to you. There you go. Okay. Um, so we think it's a possibility. Are, are we in? Are we in uh, agreement that it's a possibility? Leaning towards yes if you're Greg, and leaning towards me no if you're me. But sort of it's a possibility.
0: What for? It's
1: got Anakin appearing in the episode nine.
0: I think Anakin will appear.
2: Wow.
3: Really?
0: I think yes, I do. Okay. Uh, I, I think
3: th- everybody's, everybody's going to appear. appear.
0: Oh. yeah, there's a possibility. Scott thinks we're going to appear in it. Biggs, I think, yeah, biggs will be there, okay, <laughs> wedge,
1: wedge okay. so
0: i want I want to say that the skywalker i I like what Nico's saying it, it, there is a possibility it could go down that that road that Skywalker becomes mm-hmm. a universal term
2: mm-hmm.
0: for what we've known as Jedi. Um, but I think there's something more there. I think it has something more to do with Leia. I think Leia mm-hmm. is going to be the Skywalker
4: yeah I, you know what and and Steve, I'm kind of surprised you're not down with that because it's you know it's it's an evolving of the Jedi Order. They're no longer the Jedi. It ties you know, it ties into the what what Scotts hates, but you know, it helps tie the story together is that the Jedi as a religion are dead, and they're evolving and now they're the skywalkers, you know i'm i, I think I'm down with it, okay, and and I'm, I'm kind of surprised you're not and and to not
0: argue with Greg on that, I don't yeah. hate it. I just think it's done differently. I like no, not how...
4: not not you, Scott. Steve. Steve's the one. I'm, I'm oh, I thought you addressing. said me. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, no. You're you're. See, I. You're you hated last Jedi, but you still want to see a progression to all this. And you want it to all tie together to have to have some redemption for it, and that's what makes you
1: the wonderful person you are. Steve, that <laughs> son of a bitch over there is like, just give me the old stuff. Well, okay. So here's my thinking on this. I don't think they they covered the idea of Skywalker. As a generic force user in the novels, in the Thrawn books. They covered that. So that is part of the canon, and that's cool. And I, I like it. I think it's really cool. But if you're gonna make one of the you know, tent pole Star Wars films that that really the the Star Wars has a lot of different properties now, but it's it's about the movies. The core of Star Wars to me is still the films. And so if you're gonna have Mark Hamill in this film, you're gonna have an unresolved uh, Rays lineage in this film. and you're gonna you're gonna call the film the rise and then you're gonna have Leia, who we all know the actress has passed away, but she's in this film. And you're trying to resolve what the rise of Skywalker means, and you're going to say, no, it's not about any of them. It's about this new generation of Force users that are actually Skywalkers, because you know, and try to try to retcon that for the audience. I I just don't. I don't see them doing that. This is the closure of the Skywalker saga. The rise of Skywalker has to refer to a person in this film, not a a a group of individuals that happen to be force users. I think that would be a total cop-out on the part of the filmmakers, it's been covered in the novels. Okay, I I rewatched the trailers okay. and I
0: re-listened to some of the interviews with J.J. Mm-hmm. about the Carrie Fisher footage. So I want you to re-evaluate the trailer you've seen and think about this for a second. Okay. The reason why I I mentioned Leia as my go-to, I mean, yes, I would love to ultimately see it turn into something different, like from Jedi or Sith into this generic kind of Skywalker thing. Maybe not that easy, but I want you to, I want you to strip this down into a very simple look at the trailer for a second. I think Skywalker is definitely referencing Leia. We know Leia's a Skywalker even though she's married to solo or was split from solo, whatever, but she's the Skywalker and she has that power. And we saw her do her statue of Liberty thing. And she's we all... in
1: the trailer for like five seconds.
0: Right. So look at that again and look at the scenery that's around her. Okay. Okay. They've purposely said they re used old footage or footage that was not used previously and re edited into a way to make it look like it fits into a specific scene in that movie. Look at the scene in the new trailer from D23 and the only stuff that matches in the new trailer is when Rey is slicing and dicing those trees. Mm. I think Leia is going to be exposed as somebody who has trained more than what we all made fun of her in her Statue of Liberty force use ability that she actually is a Jedi mm. and she is training Rey properly. I think there is a connection there between look at the look at the scene with Leia again that we've seen. Okay. And it matches the trees. So she's in a forest area. She is in huh. what looks identical to what Ray is standing in there chucking and she's not just throwing her saber around chopping trees down, there is a training remote floating in that same scene.
5: Now I can't believe that I'm saying this,
0: but I'm gonna agree
5: with Scott on this one. Wow.
0: Twice in one night, Nico and I have agreed. Mm-hmm. Um I didn't get a chance because I got a lot of shit thrown at me for not being here for the review of the trailer, but also a couple Big of things deck. needed to be pointed out. You guys made a couple things I needed to correct on there, and that was when all the Rebel Alliance or all the Resistance ships are coming out of hyperspace, two things happen. They are in an atmosphere. They're not in space, which okay. we've only seen one person do, and that's Han. When he comes into to start killer base. So we know that's a risky move. So the entire fleet is coming into an atmosphere and not space. And then second, somebody pointed out, it might have been Dave, Steve, I can't remember, there are no Rebel Alliance X-wings in there. They are all Resistance X-wings. Go back and look at that high definition picture I posted. They're all the Poe Dameron ones. So or Stana's. I agree. Okay. So Um, I had a million other things I wanted to talk about, but that's why I want to bring up the Leia thing. I
1: think Leia is going to play a big part. So you think the rise of Skywalker is the rise of Leia as a powerful Jedi?
0: And there might be more to it than just that. There might be a Rey connection because we know that they're going on an adventure for something. The only thing I could think about why all of the group would be back, why JJ would say they're going on an adventure is they're trying to find out if what Rey was re- was revealed to Rey by Kylo as her just being a nobody was ultimately a lie. And she's trying to seek out and find the answer herself right. about her parents and her lineage. And that could lead to more Skywalker. Information.
5: Breaking news! Right. Quick question: Do we think we get to see Han Solo as a Force Ghost? No, no, okay. hell no, nope. Yeah, that's not no. happening. I didn't, I didn't think so, but I thought maybe because the whole group is coming back together for Episode Nine. But I, per-
1: I personally think the Rise of Skywalker refers to Shmi. <laughs> really? Yep. You just pull. You're, you're
5: pulling that out. of It area. refers to you. I'm trying to think of other
1: Skywalkers. You're 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 all you're a team Ray Shmi, are you? Yeah. Ray Shmi? <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. oh dear God! Is that a, a Twilight? Is that the name of the kid in Twilight?
4: Well, I'm the, I'm making that up, but that but that's the the, <laughs> the, the Ray like e- the, the Ray equals Shmi storyline that people are bullshit storyline that people are throwing out there, which is complete oh, the, total garbage.
5: The time loop where yeah, the time loop. goes uh, back in time in the mirror of infinite uh, rays and becomes Anakin's yeah, mother. Yeah. No, oh, I thank you.
1: I can't believe I know this, but the name of the kid in Twilight is the combination of two characters' names and I think it's like Redesme or something like that. <laughs> so it's the worst thing ever. All right. right, let's. Since we're talking about Twilight, that means we should shut this down. Um, we've only got oh 100, 105 days yeah. until the, Seven, the Rise of Skywalker.
5: Seconds. Hundred and seven, according to my. As we record, it's hundred seven. Wars... But because nobody's, drop on nobody's, Friday, nobody's listening, nobody's
1: listening to this on Wednesday, so <laughs> as the show drops, it's a hundred and five days. As I was well, just saying, to the he recently, speaks to us
4: from the future. God, Unfortunately, I had how, to listen how to how this long has entire Nico been show been on, on show?
1: Wednesday. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we hope that you will be seeing it with us on Friday. Uh. December 20th, 105 how, days from today. How many days
4: until The Mandalorian? How many days until that one, Steve? Steve.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I gotta isolate that. That's, That's good, was, Steve. That was the best. Um, I don't know, when is it? Uh, October 12th? November, so, uh, November, November 12th. November 12th. November 12th, so it would be 105 days from today. Oh, excellent. <laughs> Alright All guys, good. have a good night. We're out of here. Um, we'll see you soon. Yeah. Bye-bye!